2: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, during the week, we're on Dash Radio. You can download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net there every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel for Post Up 5R, Before Floor. Floor's yours. Feel the heat. Full chord Press and all of our other heat shows, as well as all of our other Dolphin and Soccer and Marlins content and Panther content, the Panthers. Have cut the deficit in their series now to two to one. Also, check out fivereasonsports.com. We got seven new heat articles up there in the last 48 hours. I promise you, Brady hasn't written all of them, just most of them. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network that includes everything trade shows. You know, as COVID starts to pass, hopefully, people are getting vaccinated. More and more people are going to trade shows. Maybe your company does that as well if you need a trade show exhibit you may need help going again maybe your marketing team isn't fully back yet you need a one-stop shop so go to everything trade shows it's based right here in fort lauderdale everythingtradeshows.com they'll do the logistics the booth the graphics the furniture the flooring they'll even give you some tips so you get noticed they'll tell you whether to rent or to buy you can schedule a free consultation simply by mentioning five reasons, and you'll also get a free booth rendering, so they'll show you exactly what it's going to look like. Here's the phone number, 954-791-8882. That's 954-791-8882, everythingtradeshows.com. And now, today's
0: episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Silvander, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on 5 on the floor. Here's today's floor plan as we speak. We've got, what, about 18 hours left until yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. 20 hours left until the Heat tip off their round one series against the Milwaukee Bucks rematch of last year's second round. The Heat, of course, won 4 one This time they're the six seed going up against the three seed. Now we've got other episodes already in the archives. Greg and I broke down the top five narratives of this series. Brady Hawk and Nikayus Duncan came on with our group to talk about the Heat offense against the Bucks defense, the Bucks offense against the Heat defense. So we've done all of that already. This is kind of the cleanup pod. We're gonna give you predictions. But we're also gonna tell you about some of the things that have happened in the past 24 hours. We're going to react to them. I've got Greg Sylvander here. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got I'm I'm letting you do it, Alana. I always screwed up. Go. Alana
1: Tower. You can do it. I have faith.
2: You keep saying this thing about having faith in me <laughs> when no one else in the world does. So I don't, I don't what I'm know here where, for I don't know where that one's coming from, but I appreciate it. And at some point here, we may be joined by Alex Toledo. All right, let's get to topic one. We're going to blow through these pretty quickly, uh, but this is the one that hits right before we record the podcast. Um, Shams Tremania, who works for a number of different outlets, he's kind of become, depending on how you see it, number one or number two among heat—not um, heat, but NBA insiders with uh, his his old buddy Woj, who actually kind of groomed him in a lot of ways, it's kind of like he created Frankenstein to a certain degree uh and shams uh, had a report about jimmy butler and the report was and this always gets clicks he, he reported this for stadium which is one of the outlets that he works for i've been told that there have been very very testy moments between the scenes between jimmy and that coaching staff so as soon as i saw that reached out to a couple people inside and outside the organization who basically said bullshit okay like I mean, not to discredit the reporter, because there's information that gets out there sometimes that you're told something, but it's not totally accurate or it's third hand or it's a telephone game. I've been a victim of that as well. But I can just tell you that I was told that this is bullshit. And essentially what I was told is there are intense moments between all of our players and coaches over the past 40 years in practice. There's nothing to this. Now, after that happened. Bernie Lee, his agent, represents Jimmy Butler and a couple other players around the league, including Isaiah Thomas. Bernie um, went a little further than calling it bullshit. He basically tweeted this quote, tweeted this shut the F up. He, he I mean, he used a little asterisk, so at least he was kind. You clickbait, ambulance chasing, dirtbag piece of bleep. No one has told you this because this is not reality. Go find someone's assisted to text about an MRI or some other human calamity you want to be first on. We are good over here. I can just tell you, we've had Bernie on the pod. We know Bernie.
0: Incredible. Uh,
2: I can just tell you, though, that is not customary agent reporter interaction Uh, behind the scenes. Yes, I've heard it at times not on Twitter. Um, I'll just, Alana, you go first, your your initial reaction to this, and then I'll kind of backfill as we go forward.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that this is, um, it's kind of troubling just because it is Jimmy. And I say that because he kind of had a reputation already coming into Miami with kind of getting into it with several coaches and teammates and you know, back when he was in Chicago over here, um, when he left, there was a lot of stuff that came out that kind of called him like a locker room cancer and whatnot. So I think this is pretty damaging from that perspective. So I'm not necessarily surprised that his agent decided to go a little buck um, because at the end of the day, this is kind of a narrative that's been following him around. And I think that it's been proven that Jimmy's a great teammate and that he really fits into the culture here. Um, So I'm just going to go on a limb and say that's what he got so mad about it.
3: So I love that Bernie Lee tweet. Uh, I think that it's very like that raw emotion. um, It kind of shows you that uh, I don't know, to me, the the way that it was worded um, verbally by Shams, like it it felt like a super vague um, reference. It, It didn't seem like there was anything specific about it. Like talking about that coaching staff, it's just come on now. Like I feel like it's drama right before the playoffs, Sometimes they need to start to churn out content. There's always been talk about Jimmy's opt-out year and extensions, and obviously there's going to be Jimmy's window, so that kind of stuff can loom in towards the narrative. And yes, we've built narratives before, and um, a lot of that is when you have certain conversations, but this is one where the more you dig into it, the more that I feel like it's BS
2: mean, Alex, the, the thing about this is like like Lana said, there, there's a reputation here. And, and I think we were colored by that reputation, right? Because if you don't know all the behind the scenes, uh, you know, I, I argued against acquiring Jimmy at one point because of the circus that he was creating in Minnesota. It's only kind of after you find out what was really going on in the circus uh, that maybe it was a little bit more understandable why he was irritated. I'm not saying he handled everything perfectly, obviously, you know he didn't but you know there were certain things that were going on there that he just couldn't tolerate anymore I, the only thing i can say and then i'll let you weigh in on this is and i tweeted this i mean i've covered this team basically since 96 I, I can tell you from both inside the organization and the people around jimmy butler this has struck me as one of the healthiest star team relationships that they've had they, there is this assumption Uh, And Greg and I were talking about this a little off air, like that everything was perfect with Zoe and everything was perfect with Wade. And it was not okay. Well, before their departures, there was a lot of stuff that went on the LeBron stuff. Some of it documented, some of it not documented. Ray Allen didn't speak to Eric Spolcher the entire last season. He was in Miami. Um, I mean, there, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that's gone on over the years. I mean, this just happens with teams. I I mean, I guess I'll throw this to you before we move to the next topic. I mean, any concerns, Alex?
0: Not really. I got to say, I was definitely surprised when I came across that on the timeline earlier today. Like it was not something I was expecting to see at all, especially, you know, like being on these Zoom calls, like you get the feeling that Jimmy and the team are on the same page. That's kind of the the feeling I've had for the past couple of seasons. I haven't that hasn't really come across my mind at all. Obviously, I'm not in tune to what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, it definitely caught me a little bit by surprise. And everything that you mentioned there is particularly relevant because it's all the different star players they've had. And it's just kind of to set the tone that, well, like in a working relationship like this in sports, I assume like there's gotta be some back and forth at times, but I just assume like it's part of a, of a healthy working relationship. As long as everybody's on the same page, I don't, I don't really think it's a a big concern.
2: I mean, this, this tweet comes into us and I understand this and this is why, you know, it sort of needed to be addressed. Uh, someone who tweets at us regularly and, and I would say has a good relationship with five Reasons sports tweets at us. Uh, what gives me pause is we the fans didn't know how unhappy LeBron was until he opted out then ignored Riley's entreaties to finally leave. I can tell you, this is not that, okay. This is, it's just not that. I mean, Jimmy Butler intends to sign an extension with the heat as long as the full extension is offered. I, that's, he wants to win a championship in Miami. I've reported here many times that Jimmy tested Spo for the first week that he was here and came back and basically told people around him, not just his agent, but others. Um, he's the best coach I've ever played for. And I'm done testing him. That's basically it. I'm I'm on board. So I'm not saying that things won't happen. And if they lose that, he's not going to get frustrated. But my, my assumption is if he gets frustrated, it's going to be more, with the front office, ultimately, than it is with the coaching staff. Okay, I think it's going to be more about getting him the pieces he wants, particularly if they swing and miss on Kyle Lowry again. Right? Go. Like right. if he has right. anything then, then to be it, pissed yeah.
3: about, it's that they didn't land Lowry at the deadline.
2: Right. I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I, I don't really. Or maybe if they lowball Goran Dragic, I mean, those would be the two things that that I think would would irritate him. So, to me, at this point. Nothing to see here, but we felt we needed to comment on it. All right, let's get to topic two. We talked yesterday on Floors Yours about the BAM snub um, as far as defensive player of the year, but I don't think we realized how bad it was. Uh, We knew he wasn't in the top three. I did not know he'd be tied with Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Is this, in your view, I'll start with you, Alex. Does something, what is the cause of this? Is this promotion of BAM? Is this just that the voting system needs to be changed? Laker exceptionalism. I, well I'm, in that case it may be right no in that case so but I'm, also that part just,
0: just bothers me so much he's not even the best defender on this team
2: no but here's the other thing uh. we've also seen what's interesting with because gobert is going to get it what, what's interesting about it to me is if you look at the defensive player of the year award over the years it's almost always a big with block shots like i mean there's been a few wings that have gotten it but for the most part they get overlooked i feel like if bam averaged two blocks a game he'd get the award like that's how stupid this is <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I mean, if that's true, then that just makes NBA media look even dumber. I feel like the, the NBA repu- the NBA media reputation has been slowly going down and down the past few years. <laughs> and if we were to test that theory out, let's just say, you know, he averaged two blocks a game next season and he won it. Ugh, like, what does that say about NBA media in general? Because that to me is just like, I don't even know what to say at this point, right? Like, Gobert being a three-time winner – is is one thing, but then Draymond only winning it once, like all of this is just kind of inconsistent to me. Like when you look down the list of like the best defenders of this past decade or so, who are the guys that you think of? Right, it's Kawhi, it's Draymond. I mean, look, Gobert is up there as a rim protector, but to I just don't really get it. I just don't really get it. Like you know, we're we're doing it with Giannis and MVP. right we're like we're not really considering him as a real MVP candidate because he got played out in the playoffs and like the whole thing is about well is he going to take that next step in the playoffs I feel even stronger in that same you know line of thinking about Gobert like we it's the same thing every time like until something changes as far as him getting played off the court in the playoffs and I know it's a little bit exaggerated he doesn't literally get played off the court he's still playing a lot we know we know the truth we know the deal So this whole thing where maybe Bam didn't deserve to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, but him not being in the top three and being tied with KCP kind of reignited my anger at this because I I was already over it. But then the tied with KCP, Uh, I'm like, that is sickening.
3: Ethan, you hit on it on floor, George, last night when you said there was the year that Marcus Gasol got Defensive Player of Mm -hmm. the Year but didn't make an all-defensive team or all-defensive first team or something like that. Like right. that points to an inconsistency. And it, it, it is now, I think it, it, it is um, starting to tug at fans. I think that people are starting to like not really legitimize these awards. There used to be a time where like MVP and defensive player of the year, like really meant a ton. And I feel like now in the age of like, yes, yet today's news is going to be yesterday so quick that like it's just not even a big deal anymore. Um, and that, that's a shame because it used to be like a really, like when Zoe got it, it was like, you know, the biggest thing that had ever happened to the heat at the time.
2: Well, the, well, the, the problem with the awards is who votes on them. Right. So everybody doesn't want the media to vote because there are some media members that don't t- I mean, I used to have votes on everything. Okay. And I made some votes, I regret, but at least I tried to study it first. Ooh, like, but there tell. are some media members that don't study it with they, it. They, well, yeah, they, they're, they're just looking for attention. Etc. But also, um, if you give it to the players, the reality is the players don't watch other players. Like I, so, the players are not. And the coaches we've seen during All Star time, they don't really take it seriously. Like they, sometimes coaches just have literally have somebody. This is what happens in, in college football with like the AP twenty. Well, not the AP, but the coaches poll. It's like they have like their SID filling out. Like they don't even do. So I don't even know who the right person is to do it. But the bigger issue here, Alana, is we've seen now with Bam, um, doesn't make the All Star. T- well, first. He, he didn't make the USA team and that was a pop choice. Then he doesn't make the all-star team this year. He didn't win most Improved last year when you could have made a significant case for him over Ingram. Now he doesn't, he's not in the defensive player of the year, top three, is it style of play? Is it personality? Because he has a personality. Is it lack of promotion? It's it's happening to him all the time. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things at play here. Um, First of all, if we're really going by blocks then his son Whiteside should have been a contender at some point. Um, So that would be ridiculous. But here's the thing. First of all, I actually don't feel like the heat are very liked across the league. Um, And I don't know if that just carried on from the big three days. And, you know, the fact that you know, they are a little flashy. I mean, Riley is a character. Um, I think he should be very much respected for the man he is, but he doesn't rub everyone the right way. And then I think that just kind of going from there, um, I don't think the media loves the heat. And so I think that for one plays into it. I also think that Um, Bam definitely has a personality and I think people close to the team know that, but I don't think he's as outspoken per se as some of the other guys in the league. Um, even as Jimmy, I don't think his personality is as aggressive and as in your face, um, in terms of marketing, I think that, you know, Maddie made a good point about that, um, last night that they've been kind of pushing for Tyler a little bit more here and there, but at the same time, I'm not sure that's the team's priority and I'm not sure it should be. They just want to win. Um, so I think it's just a combination of the heat constantly going overlooked, but maybe just bam, not being as aggressive as a personality.
2: All right. We got one more and then we're going to get to the predictions here. Uh, the Giannis presser yesterday in contrast to the Jimmy presser, uh, as someone who been on, you know, interviewing athletes for so long, like you try to read things into it and sometimes you're wrong. Um, But it did seem yesterday, I watched the honest thing over and over because Bucks fans had a different view of it than Heat fans. Bucks fans didn't think it was any big deal. Heat fans saw weakness, essentially. But Jimmy never projects weakness. In fact, I actually think Jimmy's the most confident leader that he'd have ever had. Uh, I mean, LeBron would sometimes project weakness. Even Dwayne, there was at times, even though my belief is stronger than your doubt, that you, you didn't get the sense. from There wasn't that nobody's beating us type attitude from Dwayne at times. Um, Zoe knew he was overmatched at times by certain teams that they were going against. I mean, against the Jordan Bulls, Jimmy doesn't project that no. at all. He projects something totally opposite, but Greg, the, the the contrast between those two, I mean, is there anything to be made of Giannis or is that just his personality?
3: I don't know. You know what? I, um I thought a lot about this. And there was a take that came in on Twitter to Nikias Duncan rel- related to this. And I'll read it here. It's from 22 uh, m. I L T O milto, I guess it says as someone who learned other languages and had to use them in different situations, sometimes you were just never good enough or prepared enough to express how you feel with precision. And you come out as very blunt, even if you didn't mean things to sound as strongly as they did. So I don't know if that's some of this is that like him being try trying to be as efficient as possible using the English language, he is uh, coming across as being like blunt and that, you know, he's uh, like kind of being elusive or whatever, but I, I I don't, I don't know. The more that I look at this initially, I was thinking it may be something that uh, was a mental thing for the bucks starting with their leader. And I don't know, I I'm backing off that.
2: Yeah. Alana, what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, to me, you know, It didn't look as strong as obviously Jimmy's statement, and I think maybe it just might be the fact that Heat fans are used to really strong personalities and people coming out aggressively, you know, um, protecting the team and and being confident in the team, Um, but it was a questionable choice of words and I'm not really sure what the point of that was. Um, it was very wishy-washy to me and it was almost like it would have been better off not saying anything. Um, you know, I don't know if language is a barrier in that. I never would have thought about that, but it was an interesting kind of, um, just difference between the two guys.
2: Yeah. The language thing I, I think does play into this. Sometimes there, there's a context issue at times. And look, Giannis obviously is, has learned a lot more. I, I interviewed him as a rookie, so. I remember what he was like then he's come a long way, but I mean, still there's certain contexts, certain expressions uh, that don't go across. I mean, I'll just ask this, Alex, is Giannis a good leader in your view?
0: Yeah. To me, that's not even a question to me. Giannis isn't is like the epitome of, I think he's one of the best leaders in the league now, obviously, you know, that hasn't exactly panned out to uh, NBA world dominance just yet. I do still kind of think he's on that path and I haven't really wanted to admit that, but you know, it feels like he he's on that path right now where things are kind of going in the right direction. But as far as the way that he is with his team, like, I feel like he's always saying the right thing. He always has the right attitude, always trying to, like, lift people up. It feels like he's a he's a pretty vocal leader as well, despite the language stuff. And I think that's the more than valid point. And I think it has a lot to do with that comment that he made. Like, it felt like he was just being honest and straight up, where it was like, mm. yeah, like, I literally don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's up to us. You know the onus, and I'm saying us. You know me speaking from Giannis' perspective. It's up to the Bucks to really mm-hmm. change what happened and kind of uh, move on from there. Why? You know, I think he's kind of almost putting pressure on the team there in a subtle way. And uh, you know, I'm all for the jokes because I, I that made me laugh too when I saw the quote. It's almost like, well, how are we supposed to take him seriously? But I, I definitely, you know, I, you know, having watched the the question and answer, I get what he means. I get what he mm-hmm. means. But you know. Jimmy's looking at that and you got to think that he, <laughs> he smells blood.
2: Well, he seems to. And I want to address that after the break, because I, I, I want to get into this idea of Jimmy and whether he always believes everything he says before we do, though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, five reasons sports network, and that's you break wheel fix, a wheel repair and refinishing company located in North Miami with 15 years of experience Give Mark a call down there. He can help you fix the bent or crack wheels that are damaged on the streets of South Florida. They got fast turnaround times on most repairs. They even offer the loaner wheels while they fix or refinish your wheels so you can keep your car on the road without interruption. If your wheels are faded or peeling, you break wheel fix offers complete refinishing back to factory standards. Or if you're just bored with the look of your wheels, they offer over 5,000 different finishes to customize the look of the wheels. And yes, no more vice colors for the heat. They still got them at Ubrake Wheel Fix. So make sure that you check that out. Again, it's ubreakwheelfix.com. If you mention five reasons, you'll get 15% off your order. The phone number is 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112 or ubrakewheelfix.com. .com. All right. I just need 15 second answers from all of you. And then we're going to get to the predictions. Do you think Jimmy Butler really believes he has enough with him right now to win a championship? Greg? Yes.
0: Alana?
1: I, absolutely.
0: Alex? Yeah. I think Jimmy always believes that.
1: I'm not
2: quite there. I Oh, I, I, I I, I, I think he he thinks they have enough to be ultra competitive. I don't know if he necessarily believes they have enough to win a championship. But then again, he bets on himself. So I, I, I feel like if he gets into that position, he feels like he'll deliver it. All right. So let's make our own little projections here. Um, you can bet on all of this at mybookie.ag. Use the code five. Mybookie.ag. Use the code Where five. Get that bonus. He's already done it. Um, now there's a bunch of different predictions, Jim Rodriguez, J-Rod show, uh, he, he decided to play Bucks in six, uh, which I think is 14 to one. It's pretty good odds for that. Actually. I mean, <laughs> even Greg shaky said, yes, Now because I think if the Bucks win, that may be ultimately where it falls, by the way, heat in five is, uh, 16 to one, I believe or something higher than that. So, uh, if you really believe that you can go with it. But let, let's go around the circle here. We've, we've we've talked about the series all week on all the different shows. Uh, I, eeny, meeny, miny, Greg. Go.
3: So usually uh, when there's this much time before the Heat play, I go in the opposite direction of where I'm going to go, and I will start to poke holes in the team, and I'll start to feel like, oh, no, this is a weird matchup, and I get all, like, in my head about it and get it in a head heady. This is the, a weird thing where, as we've gotten closer to this, and the more that I sit and marinate on it, I actually have became more confident. Heat and six.
0: Wow, um, Alex, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Heat and six. Really, Alana?
1: I'm gonna be the odd one out. I think heat in seven.
2: You're not the odd man out or odd woman out. I apologize. I'm used to saying that on this program. It's nice to finally I... have a mix here. I apologize. <laughs> Can I say this and then just head out the door? Bucks and six.
3: Run.
0: (laughs) Wow. Brandon Jennings over here.
3: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.